Okay, guys, this is The Angry Prepper. Today's episode, episode 91, is going to be on uh, second wave shopping, if you will. So I did a video the other day on panic buying part two. And today I'm doing a video on second wave shopping. Why is it called second wave? Because there's expected to be a second wave of this shutdown, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, fake, real, whatever it is, doesn't matter supermarkets might get flooded again now a quick note and i read an article just the other day that the supermarkets might be ready for the second uh shutdown or the second wave of uh panic buying because they learned from the first one and because there's enough food on deck if you will because they're not being shipped to the supermarkets there should be more food on the shelves now there is a there is an aluminum problem or, or cans or something like that and labels are not being made or can't be made and food can't be put in the uh, the aluminum because there's less of them or lack of uh, aluminum. That's an entirely different problem altogether. That would say there's a food shortage as far as supplies go, but not as far as actual food. Now, uh, I went to the supermarket today and I gave myself a $60 budget. When I got to the supermarket, it turned into 80. By the time I left, I walked out with $228 worth of groceries or survival food, if you will, or, or second wave food sorry right so a lot of this is not survival food it's just food that you would have eaten on a regular day but you have more of it right survival food would be like mres uh dehydrated foods freeze-dried foods things like that uh i'm gonna probably touch on it a little later or fuck it i'll touch on it now so anyway mres are meals ready to eat those are military foods those are really good to have they're high in calorie but they're also high in sodium so if you have diabetes guys if you have high blood pressure you're going to want to consider your diet and change your diet to your new ailment. If you just came down with this or if you've always had it, you know how to eat. You know how to cut out less carbs, less sugar, more protein, more fats, things like that. Um, Freeze-dried foods are great. They're great for bugging out. Dehydrated foods, great for bugging out. Both of them need water to reconstitute so that you can eat. Uh, MREs are great. They're a little heavier because they already have the liquid in them, but they're great to eat because you can eat them cold or you can eat them warm with the little hot uh the hot pack that they put inside so that you can heat up your food so let's get in the second wave shopping and the things you're probably going to want to buy before they end up off the shelves dried beans now dried beans are great but they use water um, obviously you're going to need enough water to cook and you're going to need enough water to clean so make sure you calculate both cleaning water and drinking water or cooking water as well. So your drinking and cooking water are gonna be one measurement and your cleaning water are gonna be, is gonna be another measurement. Your cleaning water should be way less than your drinking and cooking water. So dried beans obviously needs water. You can reconstitute it. That's pretty good because it's high in protein and carbs. Again, if you're diabetic or have high blood pressure, some kind of ailment that makes it tough for you to eat certain foods, you gotta calculate that into your, your food stores and you gotta get a lot of that stuff now. You're definitely gonna wanna get yourself some kind of beans as well, canned beans, right? Canned beans are good, they already come in a liquid um, and that's easier to boil because you only have to add a little water, if not no water and just boil it as is. So now you're using less of your drinkable water and cooking water. So it's your choice how you wanna do it. You can use dry beans and use water to boil or you can use canned beans. I would absolutely go to canned beans first, though dry beans are cheaper. 
As far as money goes, guys, you want to make sure that dollar is going to go a long way with whatever you buy, right? You do not want to buy, for example, let's say Goya beans, and then you go to uh, Moya beans with an M. Moya beans is cheaper, but Moya beans taste like shit. You do not want to sacrifice quality, quality and taste for money. Absolutely not, because then you're going to be eating Moya beans, and Moya beans taste like shit, whereas Goya beans taste way better. So you got to keep that in mind as well. You might want to chintz, and if you're going to chintz, do yourself a favor. Buy the Moya beans and taste it. If you don't like it, you don't buy any more. If you like it, you substitute that for Goya beans, if that makes any sense. So let's start with the basic, rice. Now, I bought this bag of rice. This is jasmine rice. So jasmine rice is pretty good. I like it. The wife doesn't. So I also have to buy regular rice as well. Rice goes a long way, guys. Rice in my family, in my household, uh, for one cup of rice goes for four people. Four people, sorry. So, and we still have rice left over. So the other thing you want to do is make sure you measure out the food. You do not want to have waste. You want to minimize the waste of food. Now, yes, you can store it and probably eat it the next day. But why deal with that? What if it goes bad? What if you don't have refrigeration, the uh, refrigerator, sorry, or power in the refrigerator to put it back in? You want to have just enough so that you're not wasting any food, you're not throwing it away. Rice, you could probably keep around a day. I've done it. I haven't gotten sick. Some people say don't do it. I've done it and I haven't gotten sick. But certain meats and stuff, you can't. Once it's done, you have to fucking be done with it. Either eat it all or toss it. And you don't want to eat till you're full. You want to eat till you're satisfied during a uh, shit hit the fan scenario, sorry, because you don't want to be stuffed, because you don't want to overeat, and you don't want to eat more than you have to, if that makes any sense. All right, so honey, sugar, and salt. Make sure you get that as well. Make sure you get plenty of it. Again, measure out how much you use. Like now, for example, this week, you're going to measure out how much salt you use, how much sugar you use, how much spices you use, whether that's onion powder, garlic powder, paprika, uh, chipotle, uh, powder that is sorry measure that stuff out and get an idea of how much you use so that you know how much you're going to use during an uh shit hits the fan scenario it's always good to measure this stuff out and get an idea guys you do not want to run out you don't want to overuse it's better to underuse if you ask me during a, a situation like that but you don't want to overuse you don't want to run out and you don't want to make more than you have to now canned goods canned goods can be tomato sauce or Peas and carrots, for example, right? Now, peas and carrots by Libby's is pretty good. It's just basic peas and carrots in a can. These are canned goods you're going to want to buy, guys. When you go for the canned goods, make sure you go for the sales. The Libby's was something like, I don't know, four for three bucks. So I bought a bunch, right? Make sure you're going to eat it as well, right? Make sure you're going to eat, you know, vegetarian beans, right? This was also four for three dollars. It's by Heinz. You got to go in a store and you got to look, guys. You have to make sure, um, you know, you're, again, you're making your dollar stretch, but you're also buying what you're going to eat. Now, pastas go a long way. They stay fucking, they stay good for a long time. Pick the pasta you're going to eat. Now, pasta, for the most part, is texture. It's what you like to chew on or, you know, or whatever it is or what goes with what you're making. But in the shit hits the fan scenario, pasta's fucking is also king as well. It's, it's, it rivals with rice uh the carbs in there are good if again you are a, let's say a gluten um you need a gluten-free diet then make sure it's gluten-free food guys right so look at it carefully you know what you eat and you know what you don't eat 
Now, honey is very interesting because honey is like Manuka honey, clove honey. Uh, I get this German honey, which is $14 a jar. The jar is probably about that big. It's 14 bucks. You ask me, it's worth it, but you can get cheaper honey. Honey is, in the store I saw, the cheapest was $5.36, right? $5.36. The most expensive at that store was like $8 for a small jar. The jar of honey was probably about the size of this can. Um, and it was eight bucks, but it was good honey. Do your research on honey. Honey has medicinal purposes across the board, depending on the honey you buy. You have white blossom, you have clover, you have, um, it begins with an A, it's like alfalfa, for something like that. I'm gonna put the name of that honey right here, right now. Those are honeys you're gonna wanna use for taste, sweeten whatever you're gonna, you know, put it in, or coughs, fevers, and um, allergies. Like Manuka honey is very good for allergies. So. Look into the honey, buy as much as you can, and buy that a little at a time, guys. Manuka honey is expensive. Manuka honey is like $23 to $32 a jar. So if you're gonna buy Manuka honey, make sure that's for medicinal purposes only, and buy clover honey or the cheaper honey for your, you know, I guess water, teas, you know, uh, food, if you will, oatmeal if you're making it. Stuff like that is what you're gonna wanna use honey for. Powdered eggs, powdered milk, those go a long time. Powdered eggs, can sit on the shelf for a long time. Powdered milk can sit on the shelf for a long time. The other thing too, guys, when you're buying these foods, make sure they can sit on the shelves for a few years. I have eaten, my oldest canned good was raviolis by Chef ID. It was about six years old and I had no problem. Obviously, if you're gonna let it sit on the shelf, you're going to smell it first and you're gonna do a quick taste test to make sure it doesn't taste rancid. Then you cook it. Don't fucking open it up, throw it in a pot, heat it up, eat it, and now you realize it was bad. Meanwhile, you have half a ravioli in your stomach already, right? Or the whole thing, if you swallowed it because you're hungry. You have to test it out that way. Make sure your cans are not dented. Make sure when you pick up the can, if the can is dented here at the rim, it's fine, right? The rim of the can, that's okay. If it's dented in the middle of the can, that could be bad. Again, in a shit hits the fan scenario, maybe you wanna buy the can, maybe you don't. I would say avoid it if you can. If it's the only can left, but there's other cans to pick from as far as another flavor or taste, fuck it, leave that can there, pick something else. Break down your portions of your, your foods, right? For example, rice. You saw how big this bag was, right? I would absolutely break this down into smaller portions so that I can seal the rest off. I, can, I know how much I need for each day. However you wanna do it, you should always seal off your portions of uh, big items, especially like sugar, right? Sugar, you can do the same thing if you are going to bake with it, if you're going to use it for your coffee. Split it up, coffee sugar, baking sugar, right? And once you're done with the coffee sugar, you don't go and entertain the baking sugar. You leave that alone for baking. Try to split it up if you can and if you have the room. Vacuum sealing your food is going to prolong your food, right? So if you have meats and you have a deep freezer or just a regular freezer, vacuum seal it and the meats can go a long way. Now, some people say up to a year, but you can actually stretch almost 18 months out of that. Depends on the meat, depends on how well you had it sealed, and depends on your freezer. So all of that in mind, once you throw that meat out that's been in there for over a year, you're gonna have to A, look at it, make sure it doesn't have freezer burn, B, once it's thawed out, smell it to make sure it smells okay, and then cook it and see how it tastes. Little piece to see how it tastes. If it tastes bad, you toss it. If not, you eat it. Right? You have to be careful with all of this stuff though and eating bad foods because if you eat bad foods during a shit hits the fan scenario, if 
EMS, PD, and fire are not around and hospitals are either jammed up or closed, you could have a problem. All right, guys, so the last thing I wanna tell you is survival recipes. There's a ton of them out there. There's a ton of books in the market. Look into those. Look how to buy, sorry, look how to cook with the recipes you have at home. Try it now. You don't have to wait till the, the, the shit hits the fan. You don't have to wait till the coronavirus spikes and closes America down again. Start doing it now. Have fun with it. Try different recipes. And make sure, again, you proportion it to the people you have in your family. If you have six people, cook for six people. Don't cook for 12. Don't cook for nine. Cook for six. Know the portions. Know how it goes so that when this happens, you know exactly how to measure everything out. All right, guys. So this is the Angry Prepper. Sorry for the long video. But other than that, guys, uh, you can like and subscribe to this channel. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. And for those of you that are looking to join the Gear to Month Club, I have a Patreon account now. The link is in the description section below. You could join the Patreon Club for the Gear to Month Club or website support, supporting me to build my website or support me, the Angry Prepper. You choose whichever way or just send a thank you message. Any and all are fine. All right, guys. Thank you for watching.